Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is For the Love of Football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. When the AFL and the NFL decided to meet in a supersized championship game for all the marbles, those leagues were different, but they were playing the same game. So what would an interleague championship game between the XFL and the CFL look like this is episode 166 we're talking super mega great cup bull bryant at least that's what i'm calling it uh would this be all for the all uh for all the marbles 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 all all the marbles and the gray cup and a million dollars to each player that on the winning team. That's that's oh, my super a million dollars to each player. That's some each serious player. cash. Uh, we're gonna get into that later this episode. Uh, that's a very interesting concept. One that I don't know how many people are actually a fan of, and I'm talking about myself. But we'll we'll get into that. It's been an interesting week, as I like to say. Uh, not a lot of snippets out there. Not like what we got with Randy Ambrosi last week. You know, full on interview. Uh, but we got a little bit of something. A little bit of something. Yeah, we have some stuff to sink our teeth into. Of course, most of it is speculation, but those are the times we're in right it's now. The best times. In this, this waiting period that Brian is so fond of. 724-5654-XFL is the number for you to call or text, leave a message, a voicemail, whatever you Feedback. want. Feedback. Whatever you want to give us, Feedback. you can do it there on the XFL fan line. If you, what do you think interleague play uh, would would mean for the XFL and the CFL? That's what we're getting into today, and you're probably going to have some thoughts and opinions on that. So call us up or hit us up on social media, at XFL Show, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you'd like to hang out on your social media. We're not on TikTok, although my wife got on that now, Brian, and that she's, the good thing is I always have the TV now because she's just on TikTok for hours. Yeah, it's, 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 so it's very easily, yes. With baseball and hockey going on, it's great. It's great right now. And when that spring league starts popping up in a couple weeks too, I get all the TVs. So at XFL Show, hit us up. And, of course, we're brought to you this week by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get your podcast started today. Dinking and dunking around XFL social media, Bryant. Uh, Your former best friend, at the league, I would say the the top do- the top dog when it comes to friends of Bryant at the <laughs> XFL, Heather Brooks Carrots, the former president of the LA Wildcats, announced on Twitter that she will be joining United Talent Agency uh, in an executive role. Congratulations to her, wishing her all the best. Really cool friend of the show, awesome, awesome, best friend, innovative thinker. 
and I'm sure she'll do fantastic. But from 2020 to now, Bryant, you look at some of these uh, people that we knew at the league and ourselves, and everybody seems to have moved on. Well, everybody except us, hashtag we want our jobs back, still here talking XFL. Yeah, it's, um, it's a sign of the times, I guess. You got you to gotta take what you can get. And not hold hold on to hope about something <laughs> yeah, else. I take guess. what you I get. I'll just take, I guess, an executive job at a gigantic agency <laughs> in Beverly Yeah, that's Hills. pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, you know, congrats to 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 my best friend Heather. Uh, but in reality, I think this is what we're going to see. Anybody who was associated with the XFL in twenty twenty, uh, as time goes, and as we get closer less and closer, and less available uh, to postponing twenty two and moving to twenty twenty three. You're going to see this. People are just going to be less available. Coaches aren't going to be around. They're not going to want to coach. Executives, uh, corporate people, as I've put it on the show before, all those people are going to move on. They're going to find different gigs, and they're going to have to start from from scratch. Is the pool of corporate people deeper than the pool of coaches? Like when you're looking for presidents and coaches, do you think there's more easier to to find those corporate people or the head coaches for a football team? E- easier, I think it's to find coaches because they'll take the chance on a one-year or a two-year gig, see what happens, and, and make the best of it. If you're an executive or a corporate person, are you going to take another chance on the XFL? I guess that's we'll, we'll be seeing, but that's that's. And you need to find like super creative thinkers in business and in sports business in particular. Whereas a coach, just I mean, it's a tough job, but just needs to know how to run a team. It's a, lot, yeah. it's a different animal, and this is. Well, if you coach yeah. here, you've coached there. You kind of can do it, right? The landscape of football isn't changing like the world of business and technology and everything else going on in the sports world. Do you these think days. Uh, June Jones might be the most versatile coach in the history of coaching? When you talks about what he, when, when you talk about what he's done in his career, I'm wondering what the hell you're doing in this league. You mean you mean in terms of like offensive innovation everywhere he's went, putting up big numbers everywhere. Where he's, he's, he's coached, he's been, he's been successful he's coached, at the college levels, rebuilt college leagues. programs, CFL, XFL, never lost a game in the XFL, pros, and he's just everywhere he goes. He is. He is. And he's one of our favorites. And hopefully he'll be involved whenever this league eventually kicks off. But that's not what today's show is about. Not, not that much speculation. We're going to speculate about interleague play in just a little bit, Brian. But real quick, wanted to dink and dunk around some comments made about last week's show. Canadians, fun fact, I love Canadians. They hate my idea about a July 4th uh, championship week for an XFL-CFL alignment because Canadians, a lot of you, and we appreciate you, this is all about learning. The the talks between the XFL and yeah. CFL, they're learning together. We're learning together. And I learned this week, Canadians don't consider it football season, Bryant, unless it's around Labor Day. And that's labor with a U. Well, so uh, that's, I mean, in fairness, us Americans don't either. It's true. September, but we have 4th the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> we have the college football and the NFL. Now. Basically, is that whole uh, week. I mean, sometimes we get football uh, pros. It's usually after Labor Day, but definitely college is rolling by then, and, and we'll get to watch some of that. So I get it, but you got to talk about what the XFL is trying to do, and I mean that by saying what is the XFL trying to do, and they're not trying to compete with the with the NFL. They're trying to be done by then. So a lot of factors go into that. 
I just don't see how you roll a season all the way through, especially Might when you have players. You sacrifice. Here's the thing. The CFL is used to having players not want to go to the NFL, right? Long-term contracts, all these things. It's not what the XFL was about, and it's not what they're probably going to be about in this first iteration when they come back. So we understand it. We respect it. Yeah, totally. But thinking outside the box and thinking that that might be something that needs to be sacrificed, I'm still down with that 4th of July timeline. But who the hell knows what the time frame is? It's really the the least important thing. Players is always the most important thing, at least to me. That's what I'm focused on. That's why I'm hyped to talk about what we're going to get into in the cover two this week, Bryant, along with some interesting news about the CFL that, well, was basically – News that's going to be announced soon that was already kind of leaked. We'll get into it. It's time for this week's cover two. Back to work we go. Okay, so Arash Madani, Sportsnet in Canada, Bryant, said that April 19th is the scheduled date by the CFL, according to rumors they're hearing throughout league sources. The CFL will officially confirm the 2021 season will not start on time. So look for that as of this live on tape recording of the podcast. Uh, I believe it's early, early morning on the 16th. So in a few days, the CFL should be saying we're postponing and we'll hear uh, what they're not actually canceling. going. Not canceling. And then we'll hear what they're actually going to do when it comes to a kickoff, a delayed kickoff. Uh, they're trying to get money from the government in Canada the government in Canada is not going to give them money. They're trying to get fans in the stands in Canada. The government is not allowing fans in the stands quite yet because the vaccine rollout is pretty slow in Canada and the numbers are still high in this pandemic. So still kind of where we were last year this time for the CFL, although closer to the finish line for sure. We'll see if they actually get into a 2021 season. Meanwhile, the CFLPA last week also sent out a memo to players basically saying, this is where we're at. They're probably going to postpone. We don't know when we're kicking off, but don't do anything that's going to affect your job here in the CFL because then you could be screwed. So just be patient, basically, is what the CFLPA told the players in a memo, Bryant. That's where we're at with the new XFL uh, partner or partner to be. I guess we should say. Yeah. You know, I think there was a lot of hope out there that the uh, CFL would be able uh, to actually launch. I think we we saw from a lot of fans that were optimistic about it all, players with this 20% pay cut request. Maybe there's a possibility to meet in the middle. I don't even know if that was ever really negotiated by the league and the players to see if there was another place to meet. Was it something for the, for the owners to say, hey, we're going to offer something, but that's just because – we don't really want to do this because we're not going to make any money. So we're not going to offer that at all. Um, you know, the CFL has found itself in a, in a, in a weird every year since I was, I don't know, maybe for the last 15, maybe even 20 years, I've gone to the OC fair. The OC fair is not broadcast on television. They make money by attendance. No one's going, they cancel them. How can you be in that same model as a professional sports league if you can't open your doors? Oh. You can't function. Did you? So, Brian, you just, so I could get this straight, compared the CFL to a county fair. <laughs> I, I compared the business models is what I compared, right? If there were, I'm going to say, if, 
what Go Vince ahead. would say if he were on this show. That's great. <laughs> he would. He's a big fan of county fairs. I'm a huge fan model. of county fairs. Deep fried everything, man. It's it's the way to go. If you've never had deep fried cheesecake, very good. Um, but but back to what I'm saying is is if that's the model you're following, yeah, you know you're. you're why do Macy's close stores? It's because people stop going. They shop online. They find ways to entertain themselves at home. And if the CFL is doing that, then this is the problem that's going to happen. And and that's the uniqueness of what they have in front of them compared to pretty much any other sports league uh, in North America. NHL is very close to this, by the way. They pride themselves on their attendance. Yeah. And and not huge on their TV content. It's going to change off of you see this coming season with their new deals. But to have that um, be your bread and butter, obviously COVID is going to take that away from you. And don't forget, sports betting is uh, lagging up in Canada, too. But that's soon to change. But CFL, County Fair League, I guess is what Bryant's <laughs> getting at here with that analogy. Business models. That can't, no, business models. Nice. I don't think business I'm wanted him in there. Vancouver yeah, loves really, me. You're, you're really, yeah, he's big in Vancouver. And you know what? He's got a certain style, but he appreciates the game. I'm teaching him it slowly but surely. I think there will be a 2021 kickoff in the CFL. There has to be. And when they kick off, I can't wait because I'm going to be watching games with Bryant. We're going to be watching them together. I'm going to be teaching them. It's going to be a lot of fun this season. The most, Like we said, the most anticipated CFL season of all time, at least on this show. Anticipated CFL season of all time, yes. In XFL no, the, anti- Yeah, that's where I was going. The NXFL history. Yes. <laughs> that was the name of... A few episodes ago. Go check it out. So, a lot of fun. That's where we're at with the CFL situation. The XFL's conversation partner right now. Um, and, you know, we can't move forward with the XFL and CFL relationship without the CFL getting their stuff together right now. So that's obviously. Well, I, I, I first. don't know about that. Well, you- the CFL's not going to do anything until they get their ducks in the row for this season, right? They're not going to announce anything with this XFL. They're not going to make anything formal until the 21, 2021 season is figured out. We well, can agree on I mean, that, right? I, 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 they might not announce it. I'm not saying they're not working on this and actually have a plan in place. I'm not saying the CFL is is uh, deceiving then, their fans. That's not what I'm saying. No. But what, I, what I do think is happening is there's full discussions happening on whether or not they should even play 2021 they might be committed to saying that they're committed to playing. I know that for a fact, but I don't know how don't committed they, they are to, to playing. Why? Can they, they have to? Wh- of course they do. Yeah. Imagine they say, hey, we're going to talk to the XFL. We're not going to play this year. We'll see you when we see you. Like, that can't happen. You have an image. And then they don't play. Uphold. And then what are they, they going to go to the XFL owners and tell Jerry Cardinal, Danny Garcia, and The Rock, ah, so we didn't play this season. And we're kind of like all the, the teams are going bankrupt. So what are we going to do? What's the plan? <laughs> What's the plan? <laughs> That's not, but if that you can incorporate happen. future plans with the XFL at yeah. the same time moving your 2021 season, then I think that's possible. So we'll see if that reporting from Sportsnet is correct. But April 19th, we're anticipating the CFL's official announcement of the postponement of the 2021 football season. And then we'll move on from there. But that's where we're at. Moving on now to a league that's scheduled to play and has a TV plan in place and is good to go in just a few short weeks here. Again, Bryant, they literally did just play. I mean, a season was in flux. It was a bubble season, but the spring league tried to play in not the spring and sort of got it done, although it was a, it was a grind. 
but now they're back playing in the actual spring and pretty sweet TV schedule. I This is a real, let's take a look-see, it looks like, by the Fox Networks by giving all this airtime to football. It's, it seems very experimental. It's in some time slots that like channels like FS1 and FS2 are more than happy to be airing uh, a league like the Spring League, I'm sure. And they already have a little bit. But then you see also you have games on the Fox Network on Saturdays all up and down the six-week season. So from May 6th to June 19th, you're going to have the Spring League rocking and rolling, 24 games, all of them broadcast on Fox Sports Networks with multiple games. It looks like seven I'm seeing, seven games on Fox, Big Fox, you know, where the NFL plays. On Saturdays, Bryant, too. So I can't wait to see what kind of numbers those games do compared to MLB games on Fox on Saturdays, which everyone says baseball is regional. How many people are watching, you know, a a Red Sox game that's on Fox and they live in Arizona? But you know what everyone will watch is football, and I think that's the bet Fox is making. And also I saw something about them having an option for – getting a stake in the in the actual league uh, ownership stake in the future possibly so definitely just shows you networks want football on the air all the time even in the spring and as you can see with this pretty sweet tv schedule for the spring league well something i can appreciate with the tsl is uh, i guess that's the the uh, tsl um, is their willingness to partner with anyone who's willing to partner with them. They partnered with the XFL. They're partnering with Fox. They've done so many things to help grow what they do. You have to appreciate that. And and, and now they're adding, I think they added two more teams, right? To their, yeah, to, they're the, going to have divisions. What, they got like the Sea bubbles, Lions. The linemen, the Sa- which we're all fans of the linemen now, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just off for the linemen. Although I'm not rooting for any teams that these logos look like they might be infringing on some NFL copyrights. Nobody tell the NFL lawyers. <laughs> we know <laughs> how that can true. go. Yeah, that could go really bad. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to compare this to MLB. I think that's just something that I don't like doing is comparing the two. Um, in terms of viewership? Yeah, and in terms of viewership because you, you're talking about two you different the- sports. They'll make a big deal though about it though if like a spring league game on a Saturday, not to say it will, but like if it even draws some number that's close to some MLB game that was on the previous week, people are going to say something like, "Look at football compared to even a big time MLB regular season game in this spot." Yeah, but then Mike Florio would just say it wasn't a million. It's actually lower than what they expected. That's the that's the it's it's all the narrative. You know you're. Your mortal enemy, Mike Florio, who one day I promise you will will converse with on on this show one day. It's got to happen. Uh, is actually backing, or at least saying the CFL and XFL partnership definitely can work. Like he's at least lately in on Pro Football Talk, I've been reading praising the numbers done by the XFL in twenty twenty. All of a and, sudden, did he not read them back then? Come on, oh man, I thought we get me started. I wanted to have a good show. Don't get me started. <laughs> But if if the T, what, what do you think? Like literally, what do you think Fox is expecting out of this? A hundred thousand. What do you think the deal is? Is Fox paying for the rights? I don't know. But the, if you get a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, four hundred five, whatever it is, like that's a win to me. If you're the Huge if you're win. the T, if you're the Spring League, and if you're Fox, if you're not paying much for it, hey, let's see what happens. Let's experiment. 
and and, and let's see what happens. But the, the 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 spring league's business model, I go here to business model. I don't have anything to compare it to, unfortunately. But the way they attract players, right? They make players play to be on these teams so that they can showcase and get some game tape and be out there. Uh, it's an interesting business model. They're making money off of it. They're going to be on TV. Ratings so much. Eh, uh, I'll be interested to see what they come out as, but I, I have no expectation here of what they're actually going to be. Games at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. And uh, I, I mean, the MLB on, I'm trying to pull up some ratings real quick. Uh, for what the MLB might do on a Saturday on on Fox, I don't imagine it's anything huge. Um, I won't waste our. T- oh, here you go. I got a nat. Okay. Oh, so actually, this is like from a July. So this isn't this isn't current, but I'm looking at a July Saturday, and you have over two. Almost two and a half million people watching a Yankees Nationals game, but that's on at, in prime time too. Was so it the ESPN even, broadcast or something? Well, that's they've a Fox moved. broadcast. That's a Fox broadcast in the evening. Yeah, so FS1 has started to broadcast a lot more of their baseball games during Saturday prime time, um, around four Pacific. So that's what seven Eastern. So that's kind of the standard now. Uh, Fox every once in a while will air a game as well too, depending on. The coverage, but also when baseball is the only thing on television, it tends to do better as well. So that's what that has to do with it. Um, going forward, excuse me. Look, TSL, great, good job, get a great TV deal. Obviously, there's a want for football. That is why the XFL and the CFL are going to do what they're doing to if get the, a new TV contract. The thing that, besides the football, to be entertained by, but if you're following the XFL, you know, and and their and their quest for a TV deal. If the T- if TSL draws any kind of rating, Bryant, the XFL has that that bodes well. That gives them negotiating power because they're coming at it with a brand, with personnel in terms of the marketing side of it, with the ownership, and then hopefully players uh, that they'll be able to promise not only good Chris football but entertaining football that some networks are going to pay for for a sweet TV deal. And this is pretty sweet, even for the TSL. So cannot wait to see it. And I'm not a ratings watcher. Like, on Wednesday nights for the past year or so, you've been, like, telling me about ratings for shows. That And I don't know. Now that good thing that's that's all over with. I don't have to hear about that anymore. But these They moved to Tuesday last week, by the way. Uh, I think you have me confused with Mr. Dominguez. But either way... um, Impressive that Fox can actually put four games on in a weekend. I mean, these Thursday night games and stuff like that would be a little weird for the XFL-CFL thing. But if Fox is willing to put four TSL games on on a weekend, how many XFL games do you think they're yearning for? We'll wait. We'll we'll see how, what, what the uh, TV negotiations look like, but we're a long way from that. Enjoy the TSL, though, kicking off uh, May the 6th. And uh, that does it for the cover, too, Bryant. Now we get to get into the Super Mega Ultra Great Cup Bull Championship Game Series Final. <laughs> if you're ready. I am always ready, sir. Yep. That means it's time for the hot read. And we're going to scoot through 
This front office sports article by Michael McCarthy, not the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Greenfield native, my backyard here, but the columnist reports that an interleague title game between the XFL and CFL is being discussed, Bryant. An interleague title game. And here's the quote from the article on Front Office Sports. Here's how it could work. A source told Front Office Sports, both leagues would play their regular seasons. There could be interleague games, similar to MLB. And once the respective XFL and CFL champions are crowned, they'd face off in an interleague championship game. And that's that. So, interleague play, not a merger. They said in the article they did reference a merger would be ultimately the goal, but a lot of interleague thrown around, very similar to MLB in that scheme. But when you think AL and NL in the MLB, you've got the DH, and that's about the only difference with a few minor rules here and there, Bryant. The XFL and CFL rule differences, that easy to overcome like it is in MLB or too drastic? So let me um, let me put it into you. What, what is it? Apples to oranges, square peg, round hole. What what phrase you want me to throw into this when you talk about the CFL and the XFL and the way they play football? Like, um, I'm going to say use the use the analogy minor league wrestling on Wednesday nights. <laughs> I don't even know what that means because <laughs> I don't watch it. Uh, I don't like it, and then the, and the main reason is because the games are so different. If you're just doing this like cross streaming type thing, and like the Ghostbusters never cross streams, right? Because it's a bad idea. Don't do it. But then if they did, the C- and then they and they defeated the, okay, the m- giant. Oh, spoiler! Sorry, spoiler. Yeah, but maybe when you're trying to take down the X, the NFL, then you do it. At that point, who knows? But it, but you're not supposed to. Don't do it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You have two different styles of the sport of football that now I'm not saying that the XFL couldn't play the CFL game or, you know, that could happen very mightily, but I, I just don't see the point. Now, maybe for this once, one season, you do it, you know, goodbye to the CFL. Hello to the XFL. You do it all together. A lot of shows, but like, oh, look, they're playing this game. Oh, no, look, they're playing this game. Maybe. But at the end of the day, if you're going to do this, uh, like our friend Dave Miller says, a title game does nothing for either league. Uh, you need a more structured plan than just, hey, you know, hey, let's get the DH in here. Let's get the DH out of here. That's not how this works. So, but could it? I'll, I'll pl- I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this, but let me play devil's advocate then here. If you enter a series into uh, into the fold then, and then you guarantee both st- both rule books are respected and played in a championship series. Um, you could do two out of three, and then you you have an all star game, which that'll be fun. Then you can you could at least pull it off. I think not for the long term, but like you said, maybe if a year or two, it could be a fun thing. You align the seasons so they play at, at the same time. You have, that way you have people in the United States actually caring about the CFL, maybe, because they're watching the XFL and you have CFL coverage on that. Maybe you combine and get some sort of TV contract here as well so the CFL games are on 
and easily accessible, not just on ESPN Plus or whatever they are now. Maybe for a year or two that could work, Bryant, where you expose people to the CFL game, you expose everyone to the XFL game, they play each other in some sort of fun gimmick championship, and then some sort of major moves made where you've maybe eased some fans into some kind of change. Maybe that's the thinking. It's a way of easing Canadian fans into accepting the XFL, easing uh, fans in the United States into into the CFL's rules, and then it would buy the leagues more time to figure out exactly what the combined league would be. Um. I was going to say you're not a very good devil's advocate, but you kind of saved yourself there with the uh, the the introducing the games to one another. Um, are you – there's a, a famous radio station out here, uh, 106.7 K-Rock, right? And and there was this article that I read not too long ago. That, K-R-O-Q. Um, World famous. They have uh, dramatically and drastically fallen off the face of the earth. And the main reason is, is because they'll play, you know, one song here that's like a Weezer song, and then they'll play this other song that just doesn't make any sense to Weezer fans, but then they go back to something that would make sense. They just do this, right? So what are you doing at that point? You're pissing off two audiences at the same time, right? (laughs) Is what you're doing. So if you do this with the XFL and the CFL, aren't you making one of them mad at the same time? And then what is is your... But is your end goal the XFL game? So then why are you exposing XFL fans to the CFL game if your end goal is the XFL game? Is that the end goal, though? Maybe the end goal is not understood quite yet. Yeah, maybe the end goal is not understood. It's not understood exactly what direction, but the thing is with something like an interleague experiment, you can align, have agreements, have scheduling and, and planning together, but it's a little looser you could still do your own thing um and grow together and work together in that way the big thing though is players how's the xfl get access to some of those players that are in the cfl how's the cfl get more access to players that would be recruited through the xfl that's something you also have to consider that i think would be beneficial in this sort of setup so that kind of makes sense and like I like I really do feel like biding time. What did we talk about with the XFL 2020? The runway was so great, so much room to uh, figure things out, throw stuff against the wall, experiment with things like the Spring League. This would kind of be like a working experiment, interleague play with an interleague championship. I feel like it would be a more haste, hastily uh, done type thing than just planning a merger or planning some sort of formal agreement but i understand that where the cfl's at right now dire straits it seems the xfl vert almost non-existent only with a very skeleton crew except on paper yes and owners so knowing where they both are this might make the most sense in terms of growing together and kind of taking baby steps so you have more time to figure out what ultimately the plan for global football domination would be. That's just, if if I'm putting my, if that's actually being discussed, I'm trying to put my mind where the the 
people at the negotiating table's minds are at when if that's actually what they're talking about. I have to believe that's what's being considered. If that's in, indeed what is being talked about. What is interleague play? play and then your, by the way, your series ideas. Who, who plays football in series? Come on, this no is one. A, that's why. You know, unless you do, unless you do one and one, and then you do like an aggregate, right? Like, hey, oh, can you imagine, no! Can you imagine? People will accept <laughs> two out of three before they accept aggregate <laughs> scores. Can you imagine like a Rouge wins the championship game for somebody <laughs> from the game before? <laughs> like, it's yeah. not even at the game. Uh, if you're gonna go with this baby steps model, I think your best bet is to leave them separate. And what is your end goal? Is your end goal to play the XFL game or is your end goal to play the CFL game? Is your end goal something in between? And then slowly gravitate those two games together and then come together in like two or three years. That's probably your best bet if you're going to introduce this slowly because then at that point, maybe you've tested the waters like, hey, the CFL is not really gravitating towards what we're doing, but the XFL is. Maybe we'll lean a little bit more this way. Like that's the way you do it. Keep the league separate. Why do you need them to bring them together to to gauge interest in both games? Just slightly start changing them. So you you couldn't imagine or you wouldn't enjoy like uh, the, the XFL having a twelve week season where two of the games for each team were played against CFL teams, one under CFL rules, one under XFL rules, and counting towards the record. There's an XFL championship game, and then the winner of that gets to play the winner of the CFL's, uh, the Grey Cup. I wouldn't mind. Look, I didn't say I wouldn't enjoy it. That's not what I said here. I said what makes yeah. the most sense. As a fan, yeah, yeah. it's enjoyable, but does it a make the to most keep sense? Track of. I love the XFL 2001. Um, hello, not that many people did. That's I enjoyed it. Just because I enjoy it doesn't mean it makes the most sense. And I think the, the CFL um, can possibly, you know find its way into Americans' households, play a game here and there, you know, let's look and see what Canadian rules are actually like. But to me, it's a little gimmicky. I don't know how how good or, or, or how, how uh, what their gauge of interest is in terms of gimmicks when this time around, because we all knew that last time around, there was no interest in gimmicks. So, yeah, that's right. That would that's be viewed as gimmicky. That would be viewed as gimmicky, I think, if you... But if it means getting the leagues playing side by side on the same schedule, um, maybe hopefully getting uh, some crossover. Like if you do that, if it's interleague, that means that you know trades can be made between the two leagues. Uh, you know, you can pick up practice play or players that other teams drop off easier. You know, if they drop a player off their roster. The Rough Riders could pick off a Wildcats player. Uh, Luis Perez could get traded the week before the season starts to Vancouver or to BC. This week in trades, Roughnecks traded quarterback Tim or whatever, Cook to uh, the Rough Riders. Rough, yeah, tra- so, a rough trade. So you have you have uh, you know interactions actually between the two leagues that affect the play on the field. But it's like the MLB, where they're they're a part of the same league, but they're separate leagues. Mm. Well, so is the AFC and the NFC, but they play the same game. They only play four games. They it's do. Not, 
a big chunk of their well it's going to be five now but now five yeah, yeah it's not a huge chunk of the schedule in, in comparison to when you're playing 12 games to your into your in your conference versus the four or five that you're playing against well, the other conference one or two one or two interleague regular okay, season. Okay, but what I'm saying is they're not playing different games. Even the NAL <laughs> and the NL, people are complaining about, hey, there's a DH. There's not a DH. What should we do? Like, this is weird that we're having teams play with a DH and then not a DH. One league imagine? has guys running the bases with jackets on and the other doesn't. <laughs> so, but, but so now imagine there's an extra guy on the field and somebody saying, hey, 12 men on the field. What's going on here? And like you don't even, you have to explain the rules every time. Like, it just doesn't. And are you still playing devil's advocate? Or are you trying to like make sense of this? Because to me, I saw this. I even asked you who front office sports was because I didn't even know who this was. Uh, if this made sense, like is this reputable? Like is this something that actually could they be discussing an interleague? And maybe it's just misconstrued as, hey, we're going to do a merger and we're going to play games between the XFL and the CFL. We're going to play the same game. Or we're going to play a championship game. Boom, done. It's not an interleague game. It's a new game. Well. Interleague means there's interactions throughout the season and there's business being done together. It's it's basically a merger is what that is, except you're keeping it sounds like this is an attempt to keep the the vastly different rule books intact. And we've already said on the show, don't know if that's possible. Concessions must be made. And that's still where I stand, but either way I'm for I'm for these leagues working together. It makes a lot of sense. But this interleague idea would take a lot of convincing for some people. But I might do minimal minimal damage to the CFL's game and their history. So with how The Rock has talked, this, may, this reporting makes sense. When you say minimal damage, is that what you're trying to do? Minimal change, minimal impacts, minimal differences from what's actually happening right now? Are you trying to make a big difference? Are you trying to make the game of football better? Are you trying to make it global? Like, is that what you're trying to do? To me, this is, hey, let's just get the two leagues together and figure it out later. Like, that's like to me, if they were going to if they were going to kick off February of 2022, this is the plan. This is the plan right here. They're going to just say, we're going to play. We're going to play the XFL game. We're going to play the CFL game, play a couple games in the middle, and then we'll meet at the end. Let's have fun. Ready? Break. Break. Like, that's the plan. To me, this is not something that 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 too much thought goes into. Mind you, the CFL has nine teams. The XFL still has eight. So you're going to have to even that out somehow, I would think. How you do that, who knows? There's a lot of... To me... Gosh, I, I, I just remember the good old days in 2018 where we didn't worry about the rules so much, but we worried more about how this is all going to come together. I think this conversation is solely, 100% going to be about rules until we get something uh, concrete. Because this merger thing, it all comes down to rules, right? That's the, Even this interleague play thing comes down to rules. You're playing two different games right now. You're playing two different games. How do you keep them? How do you bring them together? Is, it, is, this, is, is this a cold war between three down and four down football that's, that's coming to the, bubbling up and becoming a hot war? A hot war? I don't know. Is that the opposite of a Cold War? I guess so. I guess peace would be the opposite of a Cold War. Um, <laughs> yeah, but who's uh, buying that, Bryant? Who's buying? Are they throwing down aces at the same time? I guess that is the question, but I, mm, mm, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Go back to guts. 
just doesn't feel yep. right. Well, I, I am still on the side of figuring out a, a brand new unified rule book and unified league structure and schedule and all that, but that is a maybe a huge task and maybe interleague plays are baby steps that will be taken. We'll see. Let us know what you think. When I hear that report, that's what I assume is being discussed. These are baby steps as a way to bide time before, you know, something bigger can be achieved at XFL show. Hit us up. I'm really interested, Brian, to see what people's reactions are to this interleague talk. Yeah, let us know what you think because uh, we're here every single week telling you what we think. That's every single Friday right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google, Apple, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. Uh, if you got a question, comment, or concern, uh, we'll text or call the XFL fan line 724-565-4XFL. Standard text messaging and inter- international rates do apply. Uh, also follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show. Uh, Twitter is my personal favorite. Alvin loves Facebook. Or if you want to say hi, hello, uh, subscribe and watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash this is the XFL Show the official YouTube page of This Is The XFL Show. And uh, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Good crisp football. Yes, sir. Here we are. Another week gone by and still waiting. Still waiting, Bryant. Hopefully this show, I think we can agree, uh, will uh, not age well because... There could be there are bigger news weeks coming. This was a lot of speculation again, which I know you thrive on. But next week we'll hear the CFL postponement. So I'm anticipating a lot of angst from our our friends up north about their league. So we, maybe next week we'll have to inject some optimism and look into the future with them. We'll see what what comes up though. I feel like everyone, I, I'm on this show very optimistic. That's why I keep doing this show. Why would I not be optimistic Always. if I was doing this show, right? That'd be weird to be doing an XFL show Power and not be optimistic positive. at this time. Yeah, uh, what are you going <laughs> to play with this, this league? Welcome to the show, everybody. He can't make it. Let's go kick it. But in reality, uh, th- I think the goal for everyone, including fans, including us on the XFL side, for any CFL fans out there, is to make football better, to have fun to get something that we can enjoy all the time from home or in Mexico, which is like now a new dream of mine is to go to a huge, not NFL football game in Mexico. That's not, that's what I'm going to do. You're going to go to a non NFL football game in Mexico. Yes. Either that league that you and I watched or this league. According to last week's show with the global domination. Well, if they're playing like in, I mean, we got to check where they have those teams. Do they have one like in Rosarito or Acapulco, Cancun? And Baja. The Cancun Culebras, maybe, or something like that? I don't think they had a team in Cancun. Cancun Conquistadors? No, that that wasn't one of the teams. The Guadalajara Guapos? Actually, let's stick to just getting you watching CFL first, and then we'll move on to that. That's baby (laughs) steps, baby steps. Baby steps. That's all that this episode's about, baby steps. Taking baby steps towards the eventual Super Mega Great Cup Bowl final series. <laughs> Not series. Series. Was, series was your idea. I don't know where you came up with that. That's just it's, it's better than aggregate. I think I think we all can agree on that. Unless you're watching or listening in Europe. In that case, have fun, UEFA. Anything else, Brian? <laughs> What'd you call me? 
you're Bryant. That's your name. Oh, I thought correct? you said, what's, I thought you were calling me a UEFA. I didn't know what that was. Uh, no, that's <laughs> it. Uh, let's have a great time uh, this week. Um, I'm very uh, anticipating on what's going to happen next week with the CFL. I'm hoping for good things. I always am, but we'll see what happens. Man, we'll be here next week for sure. We we will also want to say hail to the king. Hail to the king. Watch watch Godzilla uh, versus Kong like eight times since it came out. That's how badly I need football. Although it is a great movie. Great film. Okay. Might have to watch it. Huge recommend, everybody. But even more so, this show. We'll catch you next week. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.